Yo, 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 what is good with y'all? This is the podcast with your two favorite part-time deadbeats, Culture, Co-Papas, the show about pop culture with some culturally dope papas. I'm the sweatiest man in the room, Nikki C, also known as Thicky C. What's up, man? It's Drippy Hippie. How you doing, baby? Hey, man, hey, man. I'm, I'm living, I'm living good. Blessed, black, and highly favored. Uh, man, you know, I was, uh, you know, just going back to the gym. You know, I went to check it out. I had to make sure I'm trying to take a new attitude into everything. Or I was like, if you feel comfortable, then, like, you're smart. You know, you know the risk. But if you feel uncomfortable, leave. So I went to the gym. They was actually social distancing in that bitch. So I stayed. And there was no old man penis. Hey, there you go. No, so you didn't, I you didn't go to the the men's locker room. I did. There's no one in that bitch. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. They're probably not going to be in the gym right now. You know. Most definitely. And I was like, damn. You don't know how much you miss old man penis until you do not see an old man penis. Well, hey, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna stop there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're revealing a little too much right now. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, you gotta enjoy the little things. <laughs> That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure one of the dudes in there, you know what I mean, is just like carrying a fucking hog. You know what I mean? Just like a, he's just slanging a sledgehammer in there, bro. Not giving no fucks about who's around. You know? That's gonna be me when I get old, bro. Hey, I respect you. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you about this one time. I was confused as fuck going to a gym right you were confused i was confused because i went into the locker room right yeah just got done hooping dropping buckets on people oh god too much detail and and so i'm going to the to the locker room but i'm texting so as i'm texting i i start to look up to make sure i'm not in like about to run into anybody and i look up and i just see a penis and i was like ah shit okay i'm in the right spot Obviously. Okay. I'm in the right locker room. (laughs) But then I look up and I see breast. And I was lost. I was confused. I was like, am I in the women's locker room? Wait, what? Where did the tits come from? I mean, it's, it's, if you live in this area, you know, it's, it's, um, very popular with like the drag community and, um, oh, if I'm gonna assume that on this person, I would assume that they're transgendered, maybe post-op, um, at least for the top half. Maybe if they were transitioning <clears throat> into a, into a woman, or I don't, I don't know. I just know that that individual so, had to use the men's locker room. For sure. Is this uh, so? When you saw that, is this why you were confused? Yes, I was so because, <laughs> bro, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Like when you see, you're like, when you see, I don't know how to feel about this. Bro, no, when you see breast and you're just like, am I in the wrong locker room? You got a little chub, huh? A little bit. I was confused. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was confused. Hey, hey, bro. I saw tits, and then I was like, damn, nice. And then I saw the dick, and I was like, oh, no. That's not for me. But you looked at it again, didn't you, bro? God, man. I had to remind myself. It was a cycle. A never-ending <laughs> loop. An infinite loop I was stuck in. Nah, I mean, hey, like, dude, shout out to all, you know, all my trans people. Like, uh, dude, there's some bad bitches out there, bro. I mean, these these beautiful people have transitioned, transitioned very well, man. Shout out to them. Living their truth, you know, comfortable in their skin, bro. That's what's up. Hey, man, the, this is uh, <clears throat> maybe a weird question. And, and it, all, it all goes into, like, privacy and everything. Like, what needs to be given out? So, say you were to date a beautiful young woman but she was transgender yeah you didn't know and she tells you maybe down the road after you guys been together for a minute you really caught deep intimate feelings uh, <clears throat> would that like would you rather her told you at the beginning to give you that that choice to pick something right there yeah 100% 
uh, I mean, let's be real, bro. If you're put in a position like that, I think that's like a very important detail for like any, I think, and it's even beyond like the whole trans thing. I'm not trying to get off philosophical, but like it just turns into like more of like a trust thing, right? Because if there's something this deep that could have been discussed or addressed early on, I think it taps into like, you know, can I really trust you with anything else, you know? So let me ask you um, this, like, what up? would you, so say you're in a situation now, you as a man, you know for certain you don't want kids. Is that something you bring up right away? Oh, like in a new relationship? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think if the situation calls for it, right? I think we're all... Damn, I'm gonna get way too deep. Why are you putting me in this position, bro? bro? Um, the big thing is what I'm trying to say is like, I feel like as, a, as, as what we do here is we, you know, kind of have the rule on a transgender person, like reveal your your deep shit early so I can make a choice. And sometimes I feel like for other people, it's like, hold on to that until you know it's needed. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't say all that because in that same and again not like <laughs> nothing to do with me but i'm just trying to use that logic but in in the same token you can have a discussion about like <laughs> like having herpes bro <laughs> like that kind of shit you got to bring up a front you know like, well, it sounds good you have to have that conversation way too many to count and those are just and those are just the conversations i've had okay <laughs> no. hey bro no like like in general it's like these are things you got to address bro and you have to address them early on <laughs> otherwise like you're building a house on quicksand like you know what i mean i feel you but no i mean don't get it twisted there's some i mean for me i know i want kids still you know i grew up i'm the youngest in, in like a big ass family and i want to be able to recreate that myself to some degree you can have one whether like i can have what you can have one of my kids dope dude i'll take coco bro she seems like a little ride or die dude she, no no i don't know man just give me camila too because like i don't know man they, they they like your daughter my daughter they get along very well so i might as well just here i'll be your dad bro just give them to me <laughs> <laughs> now nah, but you know like whether it's blended biological whatever um I just, I want like a, you know, I want like a big full house, you know, shout out to the show. Uh, but like, you know, it's just one of those feelings. I always get like a warm feeling. It brings me happiness. And then like, I like having multiple personalities in the home, uh, aside from just my internal <laughs> personality disorder. That was, uh, it was Patricia. Yeah, exactly. Bro. <laughs> hey, side note, that movie, that movie is nuts. That movie's fucking crazy, bro. And so good though. It was, dude. Shout out to Homeboy. I forgot. I don't even know his name, but I, I know him. Yeah, him. He's fucking good. Yeah, to be able to do all that as an actor, bro, that's like, that's next level, dude. That's beyond like memorizing lines. Like now you're diving deep into this, I don't even know, like this mixture of a personality. It's crazy. Anyways, but like ultimately, um, yeah, man, I think you got to have those weird conversations up front. Otherwise, you're kind of just creating this like void that needs to be filled in the relationship and it's going to be filled in with toxic shit so you might as well address what you need to address have that healthy painful but yet truthful conversation you'll be good bro exactly so you hear that men he's telling y'all right up front you have to let these females know that you bust quick let them make the decision i mean <laughs> Is it something you tell them or something that they end up finding out about you? It's like, <laughs> you know, you know, because like, who knows, bro? You know, you might have like either the box might be fired or where you can't help it. Or, you know, you just you hold it down and you do your thing. You drink some you drink a little bit of honey, not too much honey. Yeah, just a little sip, bro. Just I don't know, though, man. I love, bro, Henny and Coke, like, low-key, that sort of became, like, my, my drink of choice before quarantine, like, the last quarter before quarantine. Oh, yeah, we was drinking, we was drinking Henny a little more, man, just going out, 
when he went out. Like, if it wasn't an AMF night, it was definitely just a Henny and Coke night. It was. But you turned into this little bougie. Hey, can I be real with you? What? Ever since quarantine, bro, you turned into a bougie ass bitch, bro. What are you talking about? 1942, Clase Azul. That's all you're drinking, all you're sipping. I'm like, bro, who are you? I got what is bottle, this? I got a bottle of 42 upstairs right now. Look, this is exactly my point, bro. <laughs> hey, for what? I enjoy the finer things. It's Tuesday, dude. Hey, I'm not <laughs> drinking it right now. I'm just saying it's no, nice and I don't, I don't. liquor that you can't mix. Like, don't mix that shit. Enjoy it. Nah, I'm fucking with you. But it's Tuesday, dude. When I get on the Tuesday. You'll do whatever I say or what, bro? Well, that sounded very... That yeah, sounded bad. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. You're exposing yourself. I'm going I'm to I'm keep that in the pocket, bro. Oh, my nah, God. but like, you know, just in general, I think... I'll, I will say this, though. When I saw that bottle, that bottle is fucking fire. Man, that shit looks sick. And there was like a bell. What the hell is that cap? Oh, man. I don't even know. Like, you got to go... <clears throat> He's talking about Classe Azul people. Yes. First of all, I I love I like Classy Azul more than Forty Two. That's just my preferred taste. <clears throat> the bottle is really cool looking, um, and at the top it has like a bell that you you just hit and it just rings that ding. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, that bottle is like next level. Every time I see something like that, I think of like I think of my abuelita, rest in peace, Mama Maria. But like <laughs> I think of her. I think of like eating food whenever we go visit her. Um, she had like dishes like that, bro. It just it brings me back, you know. Yeah, bro, and it's and I mean, and, and as well, uh, it's a dope taste. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. But yeah, dude, how you been, bro? Oh man, man, I I told you, you gotta tell me, man. How how you doing out here? I'm doing good. I told you before we jumped on this that uh, uh what's it called? We've been getting some pretty crazy weather in phoenix and yeah man like one of the tree branches broke in my my front yard i gotta clean that shit up now pretty excited pretty excited about excited. that how about you bro no not really i just well, actually no i take it back i am excited i get to use tools that i haven't like used yet i got the dead stock tools bro hey make a make a whole video create something out of this broken branch Hey, I might, man. Honestly, I started, uh, well, you know me, but I'm always like, you know, I always got something I'm working on or whatever. Um, yeah, so no doubt, I might do something cool. We'll see, bro. That's dope, man. Yeah, man, this, <clears throat> the weather, it's been, it's, it's definitely monsoon season, man, and the rain came, and like, I hate, like, if you're not from Phoenix, like, this, this weather is just stupid, like, how you'll be sitting in the middle of just hard-ass rain for five minutes and then you're sitting back in the hot ass sun it's the best bro it's the, how is it the best i mean yeah you get to dry out <laughs> but shit no i'm kidding honestly man like comparatively arizona is one of the best places to live uh, people kind of shit on it i don't blame them yeah it is hot but outside of that like year round bro we don't deal with we don't deal with shit Oh, yeah. Like, we, we, it's hot, but we don't get no hurricanes, no earthquakes, no blizzards, not, like, none of that shit, dude. We don't have to deal with none of that. You want to know how, like, much shit we don't have to deal with? Like, we only have to deal with monsoons, <clears throat> like, the monsoon season. And then, yeah. and, like, we don't see that so much that we don't, we can't even handle that shit. Like, but even then... Even then, bro, like, we get excited. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, me and my daughter, we get excited over that, you know? We, like, when the rain comes and the wind hits, bro, low-key, like, we're watching. Like, we love to see, like, all the trees react to it. Um, obviously, like, the big, cloudy, dusty-ass clouds that kind of cover the city is pretty cool. Hey, whenever, um, whenever it rains, man, I just put on a nice turtleneck, give myself a glass of, or a cup of tea. I go sit by the window and I just listen to Hillary Duff. Let the rain fall down. Oh man. You were literally describing Mrs. Doubtfire for a second, man. Hey. I was like a cardigan or what's up, Mr. Rogers? Hey, turtleneck, bro. <laughs> I, I wore a turtleneck a turtleneck sweater all eighth grade. Why? Why the fuck not? I was elegant. Bro, uh 
I don't know, man. <laughs> a turtleneck? Look, that's, actually, that's, no. That's not something I'm proud of from Young Nick. Not at all. Yeah, I was gonna see. I was gonna rock this turtleneck for this Christmas party one year, and uh, as soon as I put it on, I walked out. Like this is back when I was living at home, and um, <laughs> I walked out. Like to kind of like see like all right because I usually go to my sister for an opinion so I'll ask her like yo like what you think is this fit cool should I switch it up whatever so I got dressed up for this uh, this Christmas party whatever I step out in this black turtleneck sweater it's like that cashmere material whatever so it's like fresh as hell right I pull out she looks at me and bro guess what the first thing she said it was you look like the Rock literally <laughs> verbatim. She just looked. She was like, you look like The Rock. I was like, hell no. <laughs> I took that shit off. I was like, okay, let me keep wearing this. Yes and no. Like, I ain't built like The Rock, bro. That man's made of brick walls. That's I, made of, I made of fucking dairy-free yogurt, bro. <laughs> and some granola. Shit, that's me. That shit got dairy in it. Nah, it's the almond milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> But no, I'm saying like, bro, come on now. Like, I can't be pulling up looking like, you know, the fucking, I don't even know, the second rate rock. Like, that looks weak as shit. bro? You go in there and you, and, you, and you work the joke. You work it. No, man. Do we start calling me piedra? Piedrita? Spanish for rock? Pebble? Live with it, bro. <laughs> Live with it. No, man. Nah, I don't think so. I can't do it, bro. No, but I mean, here, speaking on something cool, though, right? I don't know how I feel. I feel conflicted a little bit with the whole Travis Scott and McDonald's collab. I feel like that's it's different, man. I don't know. What do you think? Have you have you seen anything? I mean, I saw yeah. the commercial. I saw the ad. You know, the six dollar meal. And the question here, the question that I have is. Who, who who is reaching here? You know what I mean? Like, is is Travis reaching to get himself to a new level, or is McDon- McDonald's trying to reach to a whole new crowd? Like, I think it's both. I think Travis Scott now is building his own brand with a bunch of like commercial brands, you know. Cause he did, you know, the Reese's pieces or the Reese's puffs. Oh yeah. Obviously he's with Nike. Um, and now he's gonna add McDonald's to the to the resume. So, you know, speaking candidly, he's got a pretty solid resume in terms of like merch. But overall, like the message is like, yo, like now you're putting your name on this like fast food chain? Like, is that really like I don't know, man. I feel like there's something deeper. You know, I feel like you could do a little more than just like a quick buck. Um, but again, I'm not in his position. I'm sure he's got his reasons and who the fuck am I anyway? Yeah, but and you gotta think like opinion. how much money is he really getting from this? But like, I wanna, I wanna kind of bring it a little deeper. Cause you mentioned in Travis Scott, his deals, like, first of all, you know, like Travis Scott is deserving of all that. The Reese's, the Nikes, McDonald's, you know, he's getting his money. Right. Do you think that this is the best time to just be an independent artist? Yes. Fuck a label. Like, is a label necessary to thrive in in music now? Yes. A hundred thousand percent. Or I'm sorry. If I'm basically saying that the it's more worthwhile being independent than anything else especially like in terms of and this is kind of touching back to that uh to last week's podcast too with like joe budden right i mean the big move that he made by saying no to spotify was basically kind of asserting his own position and taking a stance and saying i know what my worth is and i really don't need a platform to get my voice heard and so if you've been able to generate a buzz on your own through SoundCloud, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, whatever means, as long as you're able to, you know, support yourself while you continue to, you know, make that wheel spin, you're good, bro. You don't need shit from no label. That's, but now, now what I'm saying, 
<clears throat> so you can reach those levels. So, right. But like, let's say you're an up and coming artist, and you know, is it is it worthwhile to take that deal from from a label, or is it like more you think prudent for their future to be like? Oh, if you want me and you're offering this much money, that means I can make ten times more than that. You know what I mean? Like for for the up and coming artist, what do you think is like the better route? I mean, up and coming, you kind of take what you can get, right? It. I mean, <clears throat> like I think there's like a time and a place to discuss and to take risks. And when you're up and coming, it all comes down to leverage, right? So for those platforms, they have leverage in terms of exposure, in terms of capital. Um, so they have that, but at the same time, the risk that that business also has is maintaining a buzz, right? Mm-hmm. Like that business's value is all based off of like whatever hype they can garner. So I don't know. They also need fresh talent, fresh content. But at the same time, like new artists, they always need that that additional expanded platform. They need that exposure. They need you know those eyeballs, basically. But at some point, as an independent artist, even if you are being leveraged or leveraging a platform, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to decide whether or not you're going to really roll into this brand or do your own separate thing. And I think Travis kind of did that when Kanye was approaching him to go to Adidas before he was getting ready to, you know, drop his shoes. Yeah. Sorry, that's my dog. Um, but oh, that's another thing too. Side note: uh, we had to clip his balls this weekend, bro. Ooh. I feel so bad. Yeah, but we decided to keep him anyway. So, so he's he's with Guess us, the man. Balls? I mean, not literally. You know what I mean? Like we had to get him neutered. Um, and you kept yeah. the balls. What? No. Fucking weirdo. What? You just said to me, bro. You said we had to clip his nuts, but then we decided to keep him. We decided to keep the dog. (laughs) Not his balls, dude. Not the nuts. What? I thought you were going to have him like bronze, like a child's shoe. (laughs) No. Like the umbilical cord, bro. Like the umbilical cord, bro. You're nasty, dude. No. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck, dude? No. There's nothing wrong with that, bro. I'm sure someone's got that out there. I mean, nobody that I know, and I'm not about to start it, shit. Um, that was funny. Um, but no, <clears throat> like, for Travis, I don't know. Kanye basically wanted him to join Adidas. But I think Travis wanted to kind of stem out and do his own thing. And that's why he sort of, like, made that, he took that risk on himself. He was confident in his own brand. And I didn't even mention the whole Fortnite thing. I don't know if you remember, but he did a show on Fortnite. That shit was dope, dude. That shit was sick as fuck. I saw that. And, um, and he was the main music person on 2K, I think, a couple of years ago. Could be. I mean, uh, people people are going to shit on me for having that opinion, but I strongly believe, and I still do, that he's... Again, I'm not saying he's just like Kanye. No. But he's... I think he's a... Uh, he's the next up basically you know like everyone has a torch and everyone has been able to utilize it to themselves and i think right now in terms of like a legacy i think travis scott is really sort of like manifesting what's becoming a a very quick and fast legacy like it's being shown now like yo this dude culturally at least he's been able to kind of like set trends and it's you could definitely see the kanye yeezy influence in his style but um it's also unique and a little more urban. It seems like a little more streetwear, a little more I mean, like a little more. It's a little more who he. I mean, who, what the time is? Yeah, for you know sure. I mean, like, like Kanye for how great he is and how he can still integrate with the time. Uh, he's not of the time. Like Kanye, he was definitely in a different. Like, and I'm just talking about literally the years of living. Right. He was just in a different time. And I feel like also with this fast legacy building, like we're also in a faster time. Like, you know, maybe back 10 years ago, for all this to happen to Travis Scott, he would have probably had to drop like five great albums or something, or like three great albums. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like now it's like you got the hype, we can roll with you, we can get you these brands, you build up your brand nice, you can like get all this shit. Oh, hundred percent. Moving. No, I think I think Travis Scott is gonna be like I think he is sort of like the next like rock star, you know? Um because we all know that hip hop's like the biggest genre in the world now. Disrespect to little Uzi Vert, but okay. I mean, sorry, <laughs> not the world, but the U.S. at least. No, like Uzi's cool too. Don't get me wrong. I just, I, I'll put it this way: I feel like in when I call someone like a rock star, I see, I mean that more in the sense of like a visionary, right? More of like a cultural visionary. I feel like we have very, I think we have a ton of people that are like that. Michael Jackson, Prince, I think were incredible examples of that. Um, Drake is another one, and I think Travis is gonna be one if he's not already. That's just like my opinion personally. I feel like, um, I, f- I don't know, I feel like he's culturally a visionary uh, person, type of person. So that's why I'm excited to see what's gonna come of this whole McDonald's deal. Uh, like, I'm not gonna shit on it. I just heard about it today, as a matter of fact. I just saw the commercial. But uh, we'll see, man. I mean, it's, it's. I don't, I don't know what the fascination is with food because he's got Reese's Puffs. So, so we'll see. You know. I'm, all I'm gonna say is like I think the reason for me the distinction between him and Kanye and why it's hard for me, and I guess it's because when like people around me like Travis, like they like his music, you know everything. But right, we a little older to where we ain't like fangirl. You know what I mean? Like, right. Where, like, a little, like, we go a little younger back. These motherfuckers ride for Travis. And it's like, but when I was coming up, motherfuckers was out here riding for Ye. Like, I could see it. Now I don't see it as much. So I don't feel like he's as prevalent. But really, it's just because I'm not around the people that ride with this motherfucker. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think your surroundings will always have an influence for sure um i don't know i i would also agree i don't think kanye is really like pulling weight as much as he used to but i think a lot of us are just kind of getting used to his shit you know <laughs> well that's what i'm saying i'm saying like uh, when when kanye was at the peak or not even maybe not even the peak but coming out like when he started coming out when he dropped his first i think his first three albums like he was on such a fucking wave. Oh yeah. Like everyone just wanted Kanye. It's like we was around these motherfuckers. We were these motherfuckers. And now that I'm older, it's like we don't freak out for them the same way. No, yeah. So, but like the, pe- the kids younger than me, they do. And so it's like I'm not since I don't see that as much because I'm not around them. I'm not seeing like how much impact this man Travis Scott really has. Gotcha. So you think I'm immature? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, like, I I don't know, man. I really like creative people. I like creativity just in general. I like, I just, I love shit like that. And anybody that I feel like kind of breaks some, some mold of any sort, I try to jump on. Um, for me, it's just been hip hop. I don't know why, but that's the staple I stick to. Uh, so I love to see new people in the game, you know, doing their thing. But I think Travis is definitely, I don't want to say setting trends, but I, I think he's, he's building a legacy, bro. He's going to be, he's going to be solid for sure. Oh, most definitely. I believe that. But I, I never want to touch on what you just said right there. Like with creativity, I feel like, like people that like to create are drawn to people who I feel like have just like a, an amazing like creative fucking bone magic whatever you want to call it the creativity is through the roof you know what i mean like watching it even breaks down to like for me like i love creativity so it's like you watch Kyrie Irving, like dribble the ball or like him and steph curry and they're just doing these wonderful fucking plays like just creating all this space creating all this movement like it's like that's even beautiful you listen to these like i go to open mics listen to poets like and you could tell like there's some like super creative people that are hitting a word cadence and rhyming that you might not catch if you aren't paying the fuck attention right 
you know like there's these creative people and i feel like one they can't function in society properly because it's different about their brain but like but two like when they get to it like these are just geniuses that's it they're just geniuses oh 100 no like there's this dude uh there's this guy benjamin ueda and he i found him through like diy videos and shit on youtube but overall this dude is i think is a very good blend of like a visionary but also it, i don't know how to explain it. i'm gonna do my best but basically i think this guy is a great balance of having vision and practicality to where like you don't let your visions sort of blind you from what's needed today if that makes sense oh, um, yeah so this dude this is a quote from him and i thought it was really really dope so one of his quotes and he did a like a ted talk or a talk at google which i thought was really cool and again this is just a dude who makes designs and they're free for everyone to go and download and you could just build all the shit that he makes on youtube and a lot of the stuff is super tasteful minimal but it's it's uh very cool but he said i want my physical future physical as in like you know fi- the financial term yeah um, i want my physical future to be firmly grounded in my creative present let that sit for a second you know what i mean basically he's saying he wants to build his legacy or his like financial future based off of his creativity today yeah and i think that was so fucking dope because it's like bro that's fucking true like right because he's basically saying to me at least what that means is we're in an age now to where there's so many channels where you can earn income right as simple as like everyone knows it but as simple as like craigslist dude you could flip shit all day ebay you could flip shit all day this dude i think he he partners with different brands different tool companies and different design companies and all this shit he's super fucking smart super dope um but yeah to me he's a he's again one of those people that that have a balance of balancing who have a balance of being able to manage both sides of the brain like one you have to be structured enough to earn an income doing something that you love and then on the other side he's balancing that out with being creative enough to where you're really you know kind of shifting shifting the norm and making someone look twice as something that you just created you know and i think that's fucking dope that's super dope that's super dope mm. that man brought me to church you know what i mean and that wasn't really me that was him so uh <laughs> shout out to benjamin ueda but that's one of the dudes that i look towards whenever i want to be creative or look at things just different um and it's again this is just somebody that i've admired in my you know in my i guess world but i'm sure we all have somebody that we think of that has a good balance of both sides of the brain you know yeah, but yeah dude. that's and that's i feel like something like really one like really hard for someone creative to do like to, to take that to use both parts of the brain because when you're when you're really creative you know one side of that brain is just hitting and so like to bring to bring the discipline with that that's the one thing that i've heard i've seen that it's like creative people they have all like the ideas they have all the things that you need to do that you love but where they falter is the lack of discipline to put those things into motion because it's so creative that you have one idea and you start thinking about the next one on top of that. Oh, you know what, dude? You're tapping into something. Um, what do you think holds most creative people back? That that right there. I mean, that's too big of a question because there's way too many answers. I feel. I mean, me personally, I think the biggest thing is the discipline. Uh, I feel like when you have to have the right circle around you and one of the things this 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 is a bar here bro one of one of the things you got to realize even as a creative person or just growing up that not everyone in your circle is meant to be in your corner Ooh, okay but, so you, it, it matters about I feel like for creative people the circle you keep because in that circle if you have someone who 
who's great at something that I'm not. You know, maybe I have all the creativity, but you know how to put put a fucking schedule down. You know how to implement things. Like it's like now we work together. Like I'm putting this creative energy out, and you you implement it. You put it out there. You get it out there. You keep things on the task. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that because not having that, I feel like that's what fucks creative people up because that shit is hard to figure out when you and then you're always worried about your next ideas that discipline oh you're right bro you know what also you know you know you know what that means hmm. bro you got a square in your circle and then, <laughs> and then you introduce a triangle bro then you got a pizza bro then you got a rhombus yo don't even get me started with the trapezoids son this motherfucker said a decagon. No, bro, I'm talking about a a nonagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about octagon. You seen that porn though? Oh what? Whoa! No! <laughs> oh shit, dude! <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Nah, that's gross. Right. No, but I, I, I'm, I'm fucking with you, but I, I, I heard what you're saying and I do agree. I think like that discipline, I think, is the biggest one because speaking for myself and again, I only refer to myself not because I'm self-centered, but because I can only speak of my own experience. Right. right. It would be unfair for me to just assume that, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, I think creatively, my biggest limitation is a little bit of the discipline but mostly just like the inspiration sometimes and i think that's the how do you how do you measure inspiration how do you how can you make inspiration happen consistently right because if you need to be disciplined there needs to be consistency behind that as well i feel uh and how do you how can you put a schedule to something that's so like I don't even know how to explain it. Inspiration is kind of like a butterfly, bro. Like you can't really catch it. You just gotta like, you know, hope that it comes to you. I'm, um, I'm definitely getting like, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Like, okay. you know, it just seems so disingenuous when you try to sit down and say, okay, I'm about to write this. Like, yeah. sometimes it's just like, you want, you know you're creative, but it's like, I need to have that aha moment. To have exactly, that dude. epiphany yeah. so I can write this fucking song, so I can write this poem, so I can do something. And when you try to structure it out, it feels too much like you're trying to work at your your creativity. Right. So it's just like I can't write nothing right now. Like Dang, so like that's the I think that's been the tough part is like being able to one inspire yourself when there's nothing around you to be inspired by and also on the other side is being able to manage that explosion of creativity at like the worst possible time you know like it's two sides of the same coin basically on one side you're kind of like in a drought and the second that a little sprinkle comes in you got to maximize on that sprinkle right but on the other side, it's like, yo, how am I going to float over this flood real quick? I need to be able to stay afloat and manage all this creative, like, energy that's just, like, oozing out of me, right? Exactly. And I guess it comes down to, I guess that discipline would kick in, you know? I don't even know. What would you do there? Like, I really don't even have a game plan for that. Like, how would you manage that? That explosion of creativity or, you know, that little sprinkle during the drought? Where Where would you start with consistency? I mean, consistency is just really setting a a simple goal, not like a goal like <clears throat> too crazy. Not like okay, I'm gonna write a song a day. You know, maybe it's just like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to five beats and I'm gonna choose one today. You know, and it's like okay, let's do it the next day, and then you build upon that cons- consistency once it gets a part of your routine. Then it's like, okay, now I'm going to choose five beats, and, or I'm going to choose one beat, but now I'm going to try to write one, you know, one one verse on that. You know, or maybe I'll just try to get the hook. I feel like it's, to build discipline, you have to start smaller, I feel like, when, you, when you're 
and you're very creative and disciplined is so foreign to you. You know what I mean? Like for me, I'm a I feel like I'm a very creative person. And so when I try to build routines, I'm trying to build it structured as if I'm like a military person. That's just gonna fail me. Right. So like I needed to I know for my health, for my well being, for me to feel any sort of creative, my energy's gotta be good. And so I wanted to just take some time to be alone every day. So I just started going to get coffee. And those 20 to 30 minutes that I'm getting coffee, like that, that's it. Like that puts me in a good mood, a good energy. And now I just do it every day without even noticing. You're able to do that? Yes, sir. Okay. I see you, bro. I mean, I don't know, man. I think like when you do feel that inspiration or I guess like that, that creative inspiration, you can definitely force, not force yourself. That carries like a negative connotation, but you could definitely structure yourself and like tell yourself to kind of commit to whatever kind of goal you want to set. Right. Yeah. But even from there, like, I think that would start, but like, do you think it's worthwhile generating pieces or creative projects that are like less than what you would how do I explain it like would you want to produce like five nickels or wait on those few dimes that'll come out I think what a lot of it is is like you take a look at this um, Drake you can go back to when this man was on Degrassi and they were doing like check in with Degrassi stars behind the scenes and like watch their life um, and so it goes to Drake and it's like almost like a Degrassi Cribs like it's showing Aubrey's home and in his room he had notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks filled with raps and I think you know from that from that he had to take the dimes out of all the nickels you know what I mean I feel like he still wrote the nickels and when the dimes came he still wrote the dimes yeah <clears throat> that's true I mean yeah I guess it it's, it's tough man I mean how do we I don't even know how, how to explain it like, I guess that would make sense. And I guess it all comes down to like the intention at the end of the day too. Like, what are you intending to do with today? Are you intending to, you know, polish your craft? Are you, are you intending to, you know, change the game up? Like what, right? Um, but once you have like a solid handle on what the, on what you're planning to do, I think that's the, that's like the stepping stone to figure out how you're going to approach that. But it's tough, man. I think when it comes down to being creative, like it's, you sort of have to turn it into a muscle, you know, and you got to be able to like, sort of push yourself to be creative whenever you're running through those droughts, you know? Yeah, most definitely. That's the tough part, man. But look, like this, so I want to kind of switch gears because this talk is having me, I was thinking to myself literally like, wow, this would be great, like tools to learn when you're younger. And we were kind of talking earlier, you know, about some, like, things that you would want to, like, lessons you'd want to give to yourself in your adolescence. So, Ooh, okay. What, what are some lessons you'd want to go And I want to try to be a little specific here, see if you have, like, a certain time frame. So, like, what age would you go back and tell yourself? Um... The one choice I wish I would have made when I was younger is moving to Atlanta when I was like really heavy into music. Um, just in general, man, I wish I would have kind of taken that chance on myself just to experience something different for me, you know? But once upon a time when I was like really heavy into music, I was actually entertaining the idea of just moving to Atlanta for a couple years, seeing what kind of opportunities were out there but I don't know. I think just my obligations to be close to like home, close to family that kind of kept me here. And not that I regret it or anything at all by any means, but 
at the same time, I, was, I often wonder like what that could have been like, you know, what sort of experiences could I have gained from that that could, you know, potentially help me be a better version of myself now. But yeah, that's the only, that's the, the first thing that kind of comes to mind. But what about you? For me, man, I would go back and I'd probably go back to, I'd say like me when I was 15. And I'll probably tell myself, like, yo, like, don't be afraid to feel things. Like, don't don't be, a, be afraid to feel these emotions that you're feeling. It's normal. You know, don't be afraid to disappoint someone. You're going to. They're going to disappoint you. So don't put these people on these pedestals. Learn yourself and love yourself. And I think that would the reason I would have said that like at 15, that was when, you know, well, freshman year, right? I think I just, yeah, I think I was in my freshman year, just turning 15, whatever. But telling yourself, like, going through, like, I definitely realized, like, I hid a lot of things that I was feeling, and that it's for it to all boil up. You know, when I was older, it made me realize, like, I changed my thinking so much. And I feel like if I could have experienced that at a younger age, maybe, you know, maybe I wouldn't have gotten a long trip right then and there when I was 18. Maybe I would have tried to do some things for myself. Maybe I would have tried to live a different way. Maybe I would have just known that okay, I don't have to live through young life because I feel like I could be a good person. I could have just been like, I'm a good person. Let me just live life. Right. So I feel like it would have changed maybe my whole trajectory of where I'm at, what I'm doing, who I'm around. Oh, you know what I just thought of? Hmm. What if that was like the, what do they call it? Like the butterfly effect? It was like the the flap of the butterfly's wing that could have altered your reality like crazy. The Ashton Kutcher movie? Yeah, that movie's crazy. That movie was like really slept on too, though. It's a good movie. Not but like, the number 23. Ooh, no, I don't know. That movie sucked. <laughs> They're both good. No, they both have... I mean, 23 wasn't as good in my opinion. It was definitely like different. And I'm not going to lie to you. It for sure had me seeing 23 everywhere for like a year. I hate to say it, dude, but it's true. Oh my God. One plus one is one plus one is two. Two plus one is three. 23. God damn it. Whoa, dude. Two is the number right before three, bro. Whoa. Oh my God. 123. Stupid. No, but like I'm saying like. I really do believe oh this is we're we're going off on the deep end here okay <laughs> I definitely believe that there are alternate realities but I obviously none of us will ever be able to prove it in our existence numbers can definitely show it but I just don't feel like it would accurately uh, encompass what it truly is. Like, even if the scientists came out and said, hey, our theories about infinite realities is true. Here's the math problem that proves it. That doesn't change me having to clock in tomorrow at six. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, although it's great and that's cool and I'm happy you proved it on that piece of paper there, if I can't really feel it tangibly, like, not tangibly, like, in reality, if I can't experience it to some degree, then what is what what is it good for? You know? Absolutely you, you, nothing. Exactly. Wow. What do you what do you think about that? Like infinite realities and shit like that? First of all, I got the reality stone, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Damn, but, bro. But no, I, I mean, do I think there's infinite worlds? And that's and that's kind of what makes me think about like what choice led me here? Because I'm like, is there some different dimension? Where instead of 
not talking to that girl I liked. I did talk to my that girl I liked, and that made me some sort of player, and I was doing something different. Like I didn't right. young life, you know what I mean. So I feel like there is a different dimension, like one that I feel like there's definitely one that mirrors ours. Just with like every decision that we make, there's someone, there's another version of us making the different, making the other decision. Mm, okay. That's what I like to think. That's what I like to believe. You know, like there's just some other Nick in another world who did everything I did, but I did everything he did. And that dude's like rich as fuck, huh? Hey, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's driving. He's, he's whipping around in a Lambo. Hey, you know what I realized? Hmm. The the opposite version of you is thick EC. This who that is, bro. We have to give this. We have to give this alternate, like reality of yourself. We have to give him a name. It's kind of like a pet. No, bro. Because if it's an alternate reality, this man is not picky at all. This man. This man is bulky. This man. What's is wrong? With- Ain't nothing wrong with Thicky, bro. What you mean? I'm just saying he made different decisions. He didn't eat what I ate. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> he, he ain't healthy. <laughs> he ain't healthy. Oh shit. This man, this man over here looking like a bodybuilder. You're like, damn, he's got everything. And it's you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you seen that movie? Uh, or not movie? It's like a show with Paul Rudd. Where I don't want to give away the the story, but basically, he sort of like lives with himself. Oh, I saw. I haven't watched it. I saw the preview, and I want to watch. Yeah. So, in just one season, that shit that took like ten turns. I really don't know what season two would look like, and I don't even know if they're gonna renew it or what. But that that show was crazy. But essentially, he's you know cloned himself, and he's living with this extra version of himself, and it's crazy. Like, yeah. But I mean, I love thinking about like the different realities that we would be able to exist in. And honestly, like, you know, you're not a scientist. I'm not a scientist. But like, what would that be like, though? You know, like, what if you ran into yourself? What would you do? Would you say anything? Would you it's approach site, yourself? Bro. But why? If I ran into myself, it's on site. We have to prove who's better right then and there. And when I say Damn. on site, when I say on site, it's not, I'm not fighting. As soon as I see him, I'll be like, oh, you old little chunky motherfucker looking like a... <laughs> start roasting. Damn. See, see who roasts better. You guys both start crying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, roast will be hard then. He'll, he'll, he'll try to flame me, I'll flame him. Bro, sorry, I still haven't let go of that image. <laughs> I just see you running up to your, like, alternate reality self. What talking about? all this shit, just roasting. <laughs> And then, like that alternate reality, you're like of you <laughs> is about to come back with some fire shit, and right before he drops it, you guys both start crying. <laughs> you feel bad, he feels hurt. <laughs> <Man>. Dude, <laughs> oh shit, dude, fuck. Man, what would you? How would you feel if the alternate reality you had a bigger penis, bro? <laughs> I mean. That's that's just the reality today, you know. <laughs> hey, is, tomorrow is, we don't know. Tomorrow we don't know. Yesterday we can't talk about. But right now, bro, right now, this is it, you know. <laughs> just like these vague ass terms with like mild inspiration. Today, bro, is the present. So today is gonna change tomorrow. It's like, oh shit, he's right, bro. That's crazy. Just one of those random ass paintings at work that just say teamwork under it. But you're like, what? I know, yeah. And the picture doesn't even have anything to do with it. It's like, the fuck does a knot? Just a farm. Does a, yeah, just a farm, you know? But what does a knot have to do with anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Hold, like, I don't get it, dude. But yeah, like, I don't know, man. I mean, if I saw the alternate reality of myself, I honestly would be like a straight stalker for like a week just to see like what kind of reality I'm in, you know? No, of um, course. I would definitely be like, first of all, let me bang your wife. You mean your wife? Exactly. You mean our wife? At this point, there needs to be an orgy. Damn, that's true. Hey, is that wrong? No, it's just you. Is it though? Yeah. 
No, but like, is it though? Because I mean, you got a different person technically. Look, all I'm gonna say is that the Batman wears different suits. That he's still the Batman. Yeah, but that's one individual person. So as far as we know, that's true. I've never seen Batman and the alternate reality Batman in the same room. Exactly. So. No, but for real, like, is it wrong? Is it wrong to have a threesome with yourself and your spouse? No. If anything, I think that'd be the most comfortable threesome because you're looking at yourself, and it's kind of just like watching yourself fuck your wife in live action. But what if, what if the other version of yourself is like, <laughs> what if that reality is like better than your reality? Oh yeah, so because it's the exact opposite, bro. So you're trash. So the other one will be good. Dang, but would you get jealous then? Because that's the better version of you. Technically, it's still you. It's like, so would you be proud or would you be jealous? Would you be proud or jealous? I think I think at first you'd be you'd be like, damn, look at me go. Then you'd be like, damn, look at me go. <laughs> it's like, whoa, I gotta like, step it up, man. And now you're just like, I think I think it's like you'd be jealous, but that could also create incentive to be like, I can make it to that level. Oh, and then you know what ends up happening? Hmm. That alternate reality version of yourself is actually your future self because you stepped your game up. Whoa, full circle. Boom. That's a movie. So. Directed by Quentin Tarantino, bro. I might be high right now. But this (laughs) motherfucker's spitting. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Hey, you heard it here first, bro. If you see anything to that, anything close to that, I'm gonna be suing for royalties, bro. Okay. Hey, bro, we're, this is I saw this on the office, bro. All we have to do is say trademark out loud. <laughs> trademark. It's trademark. <laughs> this trademark, bro. <laughs> it's true. It's trademark now. Verbal trademark. We all heard it. Yeah, we all heard it here. That's funny though. That's a verbal agreement. No, you know. All right. So, kind of speaking on that too, because like. As a kid, I don't know why I was thinking of such random shit, but I just remember having like these, you know, sci-fi kind of thoughts as a kid, just like wondering, learning about space and realizing how expansive it is, right? Mm-hmm. It would be crazy. <clears throat> oh, you know, you know, I don't know if it was like a shower thought or what, but dude, we can't see black holes, right? Like, we have to shoot rays, like, different gamma rays out into space. And then we kind of measure the distance that those rays travel. And that's how we're able to kind of, like, identify where the black holes are. As far as, I don't know, whatever Instagram page I pulled this from. Um, As far as they're concerned, that's how we identify these black holes. Yeah. And I started thinking about this, dude what if like you know how like on your eyes the actual pupil of your eye is more of an opening to your eyeball that allows for light to enter have you heard of that no no okay I'm, i'm gonna associate two things right now so just bear with me so you your eyeball like the pupil the black like hole right or the black dot in your eye we prefer african american huh we prefer African-American. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> Look, the opening in your eye, it's black because it's a void, all right? And then it's an opening that allows for light to enter. So that's why when, like, people, you know, have flash on and then you look like you got cat eyes, that's because the flash of the actual phone is hitting... <laughs> this is gross. But it's hitting the actual blood vessels inside of your eyeball, causing them to turn red. That's where you get that red eye. Um, but for anyway. red eyes, you just use clear so or visine. But in this case, right, it's allowing for the light to enter. <clears throat> I was thinking about this. What if black holes are like the pupils of this super humongous existent being, and like where the light that's entering or going through that pupil? Holy shit black holes or eyes bro and we're so tiny we're so just like beyond microscopic 
that we're you know we're just like to us this is an existence this is a life but to this ultimate being we're just what if we're just like a neuron or like some kind of like nerve cell we're just sending transmissions what if we're a transmission of energy bro bro we we are not we are small we're just small beings i think we have some sort of power that's true we don't but that's what I'm saying though. What if have you seen um have you seen Animal House? No, I have not. Animal House is one of those like National Lampoon movies, and I watched it way too early. Uh, <laughs> I watched it when I was like 10. Uh anyways, but there was a scene in this movie where this like this professor is like super just high. And again, in these days, this would be you know me too, like in, in a in a hot second. But it's basically this professor smoking weed with students in his bedroom at a house party, at one of the students' house party, right? <laughs> I know. Put that in the movie now. Um, but yeah, so this dude is like literally just like high, and he's just talking about like science and all these crazy ass thoughts. And he was basically saying that the entire universe, everything within the known reality, everything could be like the tiniest microscopic atom within like a bigger much larger being and we would never be able to know isn't that fucking crazy dude bro we're insignificant (laughs) oh my god I need to be emo again you need to be emo yes Dang, dude, did you have like the folded over bangs too? Of course, bro. <laughs> and the eyeshadow? Just straighten my fro down. Did was it you or your mom that put the spikes in your boots though? Oh, it was my mom. Dang, she was good too. <laughs> you took the you took the metal spikes off of your cleats and put them on your boots. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not playing football no more, coach. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, Sticky C? Smoke this sink right in the back of this alley over here. She's like, I'm gonna call your mom. Call her. (laughs) Call her. The bitch never cares, anyways. You start crying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you think I'm crying so much, man. What do I cry? God damn. God damn. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh shit! Well, shit. We're here at what an hour two. Are we? Fuck, dude. Oh yeah, we just been vibing, bro. Damn, that's what's up, man. Let's, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's leave something. Let's leave the people on something good, man. What, what do you want to say? What do you want to close out on? Damn. Um. Man, just uh, be fully aware, man. Even if you're having a bad day, being present is uh is still a gift. Ooh, bars but be present um enjoy what's in front of you as much as you can uh even if you're hitting those low valleys just know that you know everything is temporary so just let that temporary moment pass and get back to you know being a better you show sure, i like it man all, all i all i gotta say is people look there's some things in life that are never gonna make sense like why we call a tomato a fruit but never put it in the fruit salad Ooh, that's, that's true. it they'll never know ew that's true I thanks for that Nick I thank sp- you I only speak facts this is factual <laughs> <laughs> so what's up man let's see uh, where can they find you oh Y'all can find me on IG or Twitter. I'm part of Black Twitter. Um, on IG, it's Mr. Crizzy44. That's M R C H R I Z Z Y Fofo. And on Twitter, we got the Cynic44. That's T H E C Y N I C K Fofo. On Black Twitter, y'all. And on BlackPeopleMeet.com. And on Black Planet. Please hit me up. Wait, what? What? Hey, bro. Damn, dude. <laughs> Where did they find you, my guy? <laughs> you're on all these profiles? Like, shit, how do I hey, keep up with you? I'm trying to meet black women. I can tell, dude. 
I mean, shout out to you, but fuck. Create a Wakanda. Forever, bro. R.I.P. Speaking on that, Lupita Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, I forgot her like her character in Black Panther, but bro, I didn't know this. She's half Kenyan and half Mexican, dude. But she's all bad. Anyways, she said some really dope-ass stuff about Chadwick Boseman. I think if you haven't seen it or anybody hasn't seen it or read it yet, you should definitely look it up. Um, she was really well-spoken. <clears throat> I think everything she was saying was uh, was very beautiful. But yeah, anyways, uh, you can find me on IG under C-R-M-L Poppy. That's Caramel Poppy. Hit me up. A word, and <clears throat> don't forget... You can always find both of us on Culture Con Papas IG page. It's just Culture Con Papas. And as well, you can email us uh, for stories about these damn kids on culturecompapas at gmail.com. And uh, thank you again for listening. But this is the time where we got to go get them cigarettes. But don't worry. We'll be back before that first child support payment hits with some more dope-ass thoughts. This is Culture Con Papas. Peace. Peace.